to the Build Your Bankroll podcast. I am your host, The Understudy. Just checking in. FDU, Princeton, and Furman. Oh my. March Madness is in full swing, and we are here to bring you some more saucy picks as we dive into the Sweet 16. If you listened last week, you certainly made some dough. If you didn't, don't worry. We'll make that paper again this week. As always, thank you to our listeners and supporters across the globe. We appreciate the comments and feedback that allow us to evaluate the content we provide to become better and better for our audience. Sit back and relax as we dive into the Sweet 16. Happy March Madness. Thank you, Understudy. This is Prolific, back with everybody for another week. We had a great week last week, as, as Understudy said. If, if you were with us, you made money. Uh, as a as a group, we were eight and six, which is a winning record, and we're going to build upon that this week. We can't wait to uh, uh, to bring you guys some awesome picks. So before we jump in, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what a same game parlay is. You can get these on most of the sites: DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars. They've all got these these types of plays. They they all do it a little bit differently. DraftKings will give you the most flexibility in terms of, of this type of play, but it's very similar to a teaser in that you're essentially buying points to get a better number, um, but it, it, it worsens your odds a little bit. So you have to parlay two picks together. So you have to take the spread and you have to take the total. Um, you can even uh, put in some like player points and things of that nature. So there's a lot of different things you can do with the same game parlay, but I wanted to tell everybody what it was before I started rattling off um, some of my same game parlays here in, in, in these games as we get moving. So with that said, let's dive into the first game. We've got Kansas State, Michigan State. They're going to tip off the Sweet 16 from Madison Square Garden. What a, what, what a better place to do it other than there. This game's going to tip at 630. Uh, we, we've got Ken Palm is projecting this game. Uh, at Kansas State being a one-point winner, 70 to 69. Uh, however, their current line is Michigan State minus one and a half to minus two. Uh, we, and we've got a total of 137 and a half. Uh, Puck's got to play on this game, so so kick us off, Puck. I do, yeah. Uh, both of these teams are very, very similar, so I can see where the spread is is very, very tight here. Obviously, you said Ken Palm's got uh, the Kansas State side. Um, but if you just look at these teams, I mean, their their statistics, everything is pretty much right down the middle with each which with both teams. The only difference that I'm seeing is Michigan State's a better three point team. They're tied for eighth in the country overall. And uh, you know, we we talked early on when we started this whole podcast um, platform here. We talked a little bit about you know kind of trends and tendencies, and sometimes you're playing feels. Um, I'm really of the mindset here that both of these teams, they're exactly where they need to be. Uh, One of the interesting pieces here in this game is, uh, you called it out, they're going back to Madison Square Garden in New York City. Kansas State has four players from the New York City area. Uh, Last names, Noel, Green, Masoud, and Tomlin, basically all from Harlem and Queens. Wow. But... But if you watch the game, uh, I'm sorry, the Michigan State game, after the game, Tom Izzo said in his little on-court follow-up, 
he said, they're a destined team. They're going to take home their one player from Westbury, New York, Tyson Walker. He said, if you get me there, I'll get you right to the Madison Square Garden and we're going to continue this thing. We're going to keep on going. So kind of an interesting dynamic here of five different players all from the New York City area. Um, And it really kind of gave me the vibes. I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, John Calipari and and Jamie Dixon, they both went and they got – a guy by the name of Orlando Antigua, who's he's actually now at Kentucky, but he was a big time recruiter in the New York City area. That's what Jerome Tang, the head coach for Kansas State, basically went and done. Hmm. He's a big time recruiter in the area. He's went and got all these players. So long story short, I know I know I'm just boring you here with a bunch of New York City stuff. Um, I actually think that Michigan State. I'm going to go against Ken Palm. And I'm going to take that minus one and a half because I do think Michigan State is playing um, really good basketball and they've got a cool story. I, I think you're on the right side of this. I, I don't have a play, but I, I would absolutely take Michigan State. If you're going to give me a Tom Izzo versus a Jerome Tang, I'm taking Izzo in the playoff situation all day. Um, he's been there many, many times. He's got a national championship under his belt. This is a guy that I think would handle the situation much better. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on Michigan State. I, I have it as a lean, uh, just leaning towards Michigan State because, to your point, Puck, these teams, you look at them on paper, they're very, very, very similar. Um, you know, Michigan State does shoot the three ball better, which that, that's kind of why I leaned Michigan State. But the reason why it's not a play for me is Kansas State, one of the best teams in the country at defending the three. Um, so, yeah, it, this is, is going to be a tight matchup. Um, this is actually – one of those uh, games where you can use the same game parlay if you think it's going to be a tight game and you can take Kansas State plus eight and a half, take Michigan State plus eight and a half, play it right there in the middle, get plus 100 odds. Um, and, and you, you know, it doesn't matter who wins as long as it's a tight game, which I think I think the probability of this being a tight game is very high. So not an official play for me, but if I was going to play it, I'd probably middle it. All right, fellas, we have one official play on that game. It is Puck taking Michigan State minus the one and a half two. So let's go ahead and move on to the next game. We've got Arkansas is plus three and a half against UConn. We've got a total of 139 and a half. This game tips at 715. It's being played in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, We've got Ken Palm. They're projecting this as a 75-69 win in favor of UConn. Um, just to, to tell everybody a little bit about this game, UConn, they are 23-11-1 and against the spread this season, 8-2 and in their last 10. They're 6-1 and in a neutral floor. Arkansas, 18-16-1 against the spread, 7-2 and on a neutral floor. Uh, so prolific, myself, I've got a play on this game as well as the understudy. Understudy, why don't you, why don't you jump in here first? I knew you'd let me jump in there first, buddy. Thank you. Um, let's start with UConn. I don't, I'm not going to deny for a second that UConn is probably playing some of the best basketball in the country right now. They are an exceptional team. Three-point shooting is, is fantastic. Sonogo is an absolute beast. Six foot nine, 245 pounds. I'm very nervous to think who even matches up to him. Uh, on paper, UConn wins. No question. They are the better, well-rounded team. 
top 15 in offensive efficiency, top 15 in uh, defensive efficiency. So this team is physical. They are, are tough in all facets of the game. Um, honestly, I don't even know that Arkansas matches up necessarily well, but as some of you know, I am still on the side of the Razorbacks for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I see Prolific shaking his head over there. But, um, you know, remember something. Uh, Arkansas has been to the Sweet 16 the past three times. Uh, they have exceptional guard play, especially in Anthony Black, someone I've favored for most of the year. Um, and I think it's notable that Coach Musselman is excellent with short preparation. And uh, they actually got to witness the Huskies a bit, so I think he's going to have a great plan in, in, in store. I think where it's really going to matter is during transition. UConn does well against transition ball. That's something Arkansas loves to do. If that's not controlled um, and Arkansas doesn't capitalize on some of these transition opportunities, they might get smoked. But with all things said, remember also Arkansas is a top 15 defense. They'll get after you. They're scrappy. They fight. They are not afraid of anything. And I love the fearlessness they play with. They go into any situation and say, you know what? It's, it's not too much for me. I'm going to get in there. And, and, and the, the freshman mind can be a, a, a blessing and a curse. And one of the blessings is, is they almost play unconscious in some ways. They may not even think about outcomes. They want to shock the world. And I love that. Give me Arkansas plus three and a half. I'm all over it. Prolific, what do you got? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm just going to oh, say I'm going to play. I'm going to play it with a little bit of a different angle. Uh, UConn is clearly the better team. Agree. Look at it on, agree. On paper. I, uh, I think you, like you said, you agree um, that UConn unbelievable against the spread this year, and they're also eight and two in their last ten. So this is a team that is streaky. On oh, they can they can get catch fire in a heartbeat in the game that they just played. Um, they rattled off like 12 straight, four threes, boom, 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 boom. Um, so they, they can catch fire really quickly. Um, they're the number two offensive rebounding team in the country. Um, Arkansas, they're great on defense everywhere. That was the one, that, that's the one thing that um, is, is really interesting about this Arkansas team is they're super tough. They're great at defending the two, great at defending the three, a good rebounding team. Um, you know, the, the, the con for Arkansas is they're a terrible three-point shooting team. They're 319th in the country at, at shooting the three. And if UConn catches fire just in the slightest, they could really get on a big run and, and just put Arkansas away here. But um, See, that's I, one I, of the things I love is I think the tenacity to get to the hole is, is they're one of the best in the country at it, really. You, you know, you put Anthony Black and, and – uh, uh, Smith Jr., you get those guys to the rack and, and they can dish it out or make other things happen, especially when you've got Jordan Walsh and, and Ricky Council waiting in the wings. So I think, uh, you know, they get to the rack. It's a good thing. They, they can. Arkansas has got some good players. They got some Bulldogs. Um, both of these teams give up a lot of free throws. So we're, this is going to be a very tough, very physical game. Both teams are probably going to shoot. 20 free throws, 25 free throws. So it's probably going to be kind of a slow-paced game. Um, the, 
both teams shoot free throws okay. They're, you know, they're not great free throw shooting teams, but they shoot free throws okay. Um, uh, Arkansas actually is, is not a good free throw shooting team. They do shoot a lot of free throws, but they're not a great free throw shooting team. So my, my play here, um, as you can tell, I'm leaning UConn, but I'm also leaning towards the under. Um, I, I think with it being just a very, very tough defensive-minded game, certainly for Arkansas, UConn's also a great defensive team in the country. Um, so these two teams, both very good defensively. Um, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna leverage the same game parlay here to get that under number up a little bit higher, and I'm gonna take UConn on the money line, and then I'm gonna take under 147 and a half. Uh, the odds on this, you get even money on this. So 100 bucks wins you 100 bucks, um, and and you take UConn to win. Uh, they don't have to worry about the spread, and you go under 147 and a half. I think that's a good angle, prolific, and I would say that. Um, this actually might be the most physical game of the Sweet 16. You're absolutely right. These are two teams that are going to bash each other, and they are not going to let let up on either side. So I think that really bodes well for the under as well. I have an interesting tidbit for you guys. Understudy, I think you're going to like this more than prolific. But <laughs> um, looking looking here at the statistics, UConn, they lost eight games this year. Six of them were on the road. UConn's traveling to Las Vegas for this game. So that could be a, a big factor also just going on the road. Six of their yeah. eight losses. Seven and one on a neutral site, though. That's what I was going to yeah. say. That's interesting. But it's it's also interesting that both teams do really well on a neutral site, which is, is yeah, it, it should prove to be a really interesting game. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, think the, I think the angle's good, though. I like it. But uh, go Hawks. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think no doubt. I mean, the first two games we just talked about, I can't wait to watch them. These four games on Thursday, all four of them are going to be great games. Um, so I, I, I can't wait. But let's jump into the next one. Um, no play on this game. This is the Tennessee-Florida Atlantic game. Tennessee's favored by five and a half, uh, total 130 and a half. This is the 9 p.m. game getting played at Madison Square Garden. Um, not going to go into anything here, but just wanted to, to mention the game. But no, no play uh, for the team here. So let's jump into our, our late game on Thursday night, where we have probably the best game of the weekend. At least in my mind, this is this is the best game of the weekend. Uh, we got UCLA favored by two against Gonzaga. This is a 9:45 tip in Vegas. Uh, as I said last last episode, we got our nightcap here. Uh, Ken Palm. They've got UCLA winning this game 76-73, uh, so the spread is, is right there with it at two. Um, like I said, the over-under at 145 and a half. Uh, UCLA, these numbers are somewhat interesting. UCLA 21-13-2 against the spread, 5-3 on a neutral site. The Gonzaga's 13-20-1 against the spread, but they're 9-2 at neutral sites. A lot of the games that they didn't cover were in conference, and those are games they're probably not super excited to play. The, these are the games that Gonzaga's fired up to play. So um, this is going to be great. Gonzaga's got the number one offense. UCLA's got the number two defense. This is going to be an awesome game. So, Puck, what do you got for us on this one? Yeah, actually, I'm going to take a different angle here. I've got a team total for the first half. I've got Gonzaga over 33.5 uh, points. For the first half, uh, and I'm going to ask you guys here first. Last game, Gonzaga, 
just in the first half, would you say they played well or they didn't play all that hot? They played terrible. Uh, that's my point. I think the perspective is, is that they didn't play all that well. They still scored 33 points in the first half last week. Uh, this number just doesn't feel right to me. They're averaging 41 points in the first half this entire season. So I know that it's getting ramped up. I know that UCLA is a great team, but I just think that that number is still too low. And if you look at uh, UCLA has played Arizona twice this year, and I would say that Arizona is probably the most comparable team to them, compared to Gonzaga, that is. And UCLA gave up 33 and 37 first-half points in those two games. So I, I think for those reasons, I'm going to take that over 33 and a half. Uh, I, the best odds that I found were actually on FanDuel at the time. I think it's sitting at about minus 115, minus 120. Um, so that's what I'm going to be taking here on this game. Isn't Timmy like in his 17th year at Gonzaga? <laughs> he is. If, if I swear not, to God, I feel not. like that guy is on TV every year for like half of my life. Come on, buddy. Move <laughs> on. Anyways, and I'm just going to throw one more fun fact because I don't have a play in this game. But uh, this is the either seventh or eighth time in a row that Gonzaga has appeared in the Sweet 16. Eighth. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Thank you. It's phenomenal. It's uh, unbelievable. What that program, yeah, well, what that program's been able to accomplish. And that's that's the cool thing, too, is if you look at their neutral court schedule at the beginning of the year, I mean, I think they played Texas. They played, um, I think, Duke. Uh, UC, and they didn't play UCLA, but they, they played five or six top-notch schools, um, you know, in the first couple months of the season, which is always cool to see um, those games. And so, this, this game's not going to shock Gonzaga. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be absolutely ready for this. They've been in these types of games, um, you know, throughout all, all these players' careers. They, they've got some great players, Timmy leading the charge. Um, but, yeah, this is, this is strength on strength. Gonzaga offense, UCLA defense. Um, I can't wait to watch this game. You know, I, like I said, I don't have a play, um, but I, it's going to be a fun one to watch. All right, boys. Let's move on to Friday. Let's kick it off with a fantastic game. We've got Alabama favored by seven and a half against San Diego State out of what conference understudy? SEC. Uh, what conference is San Diego State from? Oh, I, no, I don't even, I'm not even referencing that. I'm talking Alabama. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that conference. The Mountain West. You hammered uh, the Mountain West last episode, and I had to, had to get that in that we've got somebody here in the Sweet 16. Uh, we, uh, so the, the total is at 137. This game is going to be played in Louisville, Kentucky. We got a tip at 6.30 p.m. Uh, Ken Palm's got Alabama winning this game 72 to 66 by a six-point margin there, so it's fairly close to what the number is. Uh, Bama this year, 20-15-1 against the spread, 7-2 at a neutral site. San Diego State was 17-15-2 against the spread, 6-3 at a neutral site. So both teams, you know, decent against the spread. They were both positive. Um, the interesting piece here is San Diego State, 10 games in a row they've got under the total. Bama, five of their last six under the total. So uh, we, we've got some trends here pointing towards the under. Um, all of us have a play on this game. So... Puck, understudy, what do we got here, boys? 
Yeah, you ripped two of my my key points. I, this is a total trend play for me. Uh, I'll mention it again because it's worth mentioning. Five of the last six for Alabama went under the total. Uh, Ten of, of the last 11 for San Diego State. That is really unbelievable. I'll also mention that San Diego State's, their last five tournament games went under the total. Um, the thing I would add to this, although this is a, a, a true trend play, um, I've watched Alabama play a lot of ball this year. Um, and I haven't watched San Diego State a ton. But this does feel like a scrappy type of situation. It's going to be a battle. I think there's an immediate association with Alabama basketball and taking me over. I don't think that's the right answer. I do think, however, the total is going to push back up. So you may want to wait a little bit on this one because I think you're going to get a better number over time. Um, I don't think that this is going to work at a speed that, you know, this isn't going to be an up-tempo game like many people think. I think it's going to be more methodical than, than most imagine. So I actually really like the under right now. It sits at 136.5 in uh, BetMGM, and that is a number I'd be willing to take right now. But as I said, I'd sit on it for a minute because I think that total could get up to over 140. Yep, I, I agree there. I know um, I think it's 137 on DraftKings, and, and so you're already seeing it, you know, a point or two higher in, in, in other spots. So um, I, I don't mind waiting to see if, if that pushes up at all. Um, I, I'm, I'm right there with you on the under, um, understudy. Um, I, I do think, you know, the trends don't lie in, the, in this game. And when you've got both teams heavily on the same trend, um, in, in Alabama, Four of those five games that went under, they went under by 18 or more points. So we're wow. not talking that we're not talking by a point or two, 18 or more points in four of those five games that they that they've went under in their last six. So um, Alabama is the number three defense in the country. San Diego State's the number five defense in the country. Um, Alabama, number three defensively against the three point shot. San Diego State, number four against a three-point shot. Um, Alabama's got a pretty significant length advantage um, and they're top 25 in the offensive rebound. So I think that's where in the game, I think Alabama's got a pretty significant edge. Um, they're just going to be a lot more athletic. They're going to be longer. They're going to be, um, you know, better players. Um, so my, my play here, again, I'm going back to the same game parlay. Um, I made a ton of money with these last weekend and I'm going to keep hitting them. So I'm going to take Alabama on the money line, and I'm going to go under 137.5. You can get that right now at plus 135 odds. Um, and this is going to be a two-unit play for me. So I'm, I'm A, I'm really confident Alabama is going to win the game, and B, I'm really confident in this under. So I'm not going to do a whole lot with the, the total. I'm going to take it to 137.5, and that's it. Take the under. Take Alabama to win plus 135. Uh, we're going to go two units on that one. So and I'll just add, you know, remember Nate Oates, I think there's this, this common misconception that he is not structurally sound. He just lets Alabama play, but he's actually very sound as far as running offense. I mean, they do a lot of that, you know, five out uh, transition type stuff. And, um, you know, if, if A does B, then B does C, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's got he's got a method to his madness. He really does. And the thing that I would correlate that with is it takes time on the clock to execute. So I do think that uh, that will also favor the under. It's not a run and gun situation like I think many people think. Fellas, I couldn't disagree with this anymore. 
and oh. for that for the, for that point exactly, Nate Oates. I watched two games sitting at a BW threes. He Alabama played LSU on January fourteenth. He ran the score up a hundred and six to sixty six. The second game, Alabama versus Vanderbilt, January thirty first. He ran the score up a hundred and one to forty four. That uh. man. He scores the ball and he doesn't stop. He doesn't let it off the throat. That's such a small sample size. I hate that decision out of you. Well, well, so here's my other little tidbit. Do either one of you know who Brian Dutcher is? You heard that name before? Here's what I do know. LSU is awful defensively. Absolutely awful. And Love San Diego it. State is the fifth defensive team in the country. Yeah, we are. We're, we're talking about two of the best defenses in the country. Uh, that's fine. Back to my question. Do you know who Brian Dutcher is? Do you no, have any no idea clue. who he is no or where clue. he comes from? He was the main recruiting guy at Michigan with Steve Fisher that went and got the Fab Five. He followed him to San Diego State. He's now crafted this whole team. Now, a lot of the guys are are actually from California, Chicago, and actually Detroit. Go figure. His lineage. And and they score 72 points a game. So I know you're saying that they're big-time defense. We're going to mix it up here. We're going to do some crossfire against Prolific and Understudy. We're going to take over 136.5. I got it on DK at minus 110, and we're going to get in. We're going to battle you. Congratulations. You took the wrong – pick so nice work <laughs> oh i love it when we have we're on opposite sides it's great very good it's guys cool. I, I see no feasible way that this game goes over but great pick <laughs> well I, I i guess that's why they're going to play it right they're playing it in louisville friday night at 6 45 i'll give you a call about nine o'clock all right all right moving on um, can't wait to see the text <laughs> chain on this one all right, boys, next game, we've got Houston minus seven against Miami. Uh, the total here is sitting at 138. This game is a 715 tip in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Ken Palm's got this game as Houston, 76-67, winning this game handily by nine points. Um, understudy, you've got to play on this one. What do you think, bud? Yeah. Um, I, first, I'll just start with Miami's playing great ball right now. I'm not discounting that for a second, but boy, I've watched Houston play quite a bit this year, most recently versus Auburn. Sasser might be one of the best players in the country. I mean, he can absolutely fill the bucket. He is so sound. He's such a gamer. Um, but the thing that's most impressive about Houston is them on the offensive boards. My God. Any team that has three and four chances to score points, of course they're going to capitalize. They're absolute beasts, all of them, as far as, as rebounding and, and boxing out and making sure they get those, those other opportunities. And I'll tell you what, after the, the pitiful start to uh, the Houston-Auburn game for Houston, Kelvin Sampson's going to light a fire. I think he's really going to, to reiterate, hey, guys, this is the real thing right now. Let's, let's get focused. Let's, let's jazz up here because – uh, last game was it was not permissible. Quite frankly, Houston was lucky to win. Auburn, you know, fell apart in the second half, and and that's on them. But um, you're talking about a, a really buttoned up defense, and I feel like a team that really understands how to move the rock around to get the right kind of possessions. They're smart. Um, they're physical, 
And most importantly, I just feel like this is a spot where they're going to come out with some fire. I, I think seven points is definitely a cover for Houston. I would take the Houston Cougars here. I, I've been really impressed with them as of late. And uh, quite frankly, they've been a, they've been an amazing team all year. So I'm on Houston uh, minus seven, uh, showing it seven and a half on some books right now. Yeah, I, I like that play. Um, I, I had written down here in my notes that I would lean Houston minus seven. Um, again, not an official play, but man, you look at this, look at this on paper, um, and, and Houston just stands out. Um, they're a fantastic team, both offensively and defensively. Um, it's tough to bet against them uh, when you're when you're looking at those kind of numbers. So, uh, Puck, anything to add on this one? I was just going to say, historically, Miami's not a team that typically travels either. This game being in Missouri, it's it's close to Houston. I don't know if, if Miami's going to have a lot of fans. Not that that makes a big deal, but I well, think I Houston's going to be represented. I've, I've been to a Hurricanes game in Miami area, and there's no fans there either. It, yeah. It's one of the worst fan bases, actually, in college basketball. Um, Great I hope point. It gets better over time, but it is not good. <laughs> that is for sure. So it should be heavy Houston. You should have some heavy backers here. So. I like I'll that add play. this. They are one of the four teams that entered the NCAA tournament with 30 wins already. So wow. they are settled on a, a high winning percentage as well. And, of course, the American Athletic Conference player that we just talked about, Marcus Sasser, he was absolutely fantastic. And every, every time I've seen him, he's been great. Yeah, they've got three or four good players. Houston's, Houston's just a solid team. All right, uh, the next play we've got – Creighton is favored by 10 against Princeton. This is the 9 p.m. Uh, this one is in Louisville. Uh, the total here is at 140. Um, again, no official plays for anybody um, on this game. I, I think, again, you, just, you look on paper and Creighton is just a better team. But, I mean, gosh, Princeton's upset, you know, two massive upsets. Um, they look like they've got a lot of mojo on their side. Um, they're playing really well. Um, it's hard to lay 10 with Creighton here, but it's also hard to look at the numbers and look on paper and, and see that uh, Creighton shouldn't be favored by 10 and maybe even by 15 or, or 20. So um, this is a, a, a tough game to handicap. So um, I don't really have any thoughts beyond that. What about you guys? Nothing for me on this game. I, I, I no. Obviously, it's, it's just so cool. Princeton made it to the Sweet 16. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and hey, cool, cool story for everybody out there. This you guys don't really know who we are, but but we we did. We were coached by uh, somebody on on Princeton. One of their players, dads, um, actually coached all three of us in high school. Um, so pretty cool story there. We've got kind of a connection to Princeton, um, but just an, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch. But but no, no, no play there. Uh, final game, Friday night, Texas. Versus Xavier, Texas is a four-point favorite. Uh, the total here is at 148 and a half. This is a 9.45 tip uh, in Kansas City. Um, just some trends here. Texas is 18, 17, and one against the spread. Um, however, they have covered in seven of their last nine. They're also seven and one on a neutral floor. Uh, Xavier, 19, 16, and one against the spread. They're five and three on a neutral. Um, this should be a fantastic game. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, I do have a pick on on this game. Um, understudy, Puck, anything you guys want to add before I jump in? No, you, you can start. Let's do it. Let's do it. So um, 
So let's just talk a little bit about Texas. Fantastic on offense, fantastic on defense. Um, they force a lot of turnovers um, on defense. They're good at defending both the two and the three. Um, not only do they force turnovers on defense, but they limit their turnovers on offense. Um, they really attack the hoop. They're aggressive. Um, they've got one of the highest two-point effective field goal percentages in the country. Um, Texas is really a tough team. We go over to the Texas Xavier. also led the Big 12 in shooting, scoring, and free throws. Yeah, I mean they're they're good at every level. Um, they're not a fan, they're not a fantastic three point shooting team, um, but you know they're a decent three point shooting team. But that's not really their strength. They love to attack the basket. Um, you know they 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 get into the paint. They've got a lot of guys who can who can really can really take it to the hole. Here's a question for you, prolific. Do you think Texas can hold Xavier under seventy two points? And then I'll tell you why in a second. Under 72? Points. Points or fewer. Yep. Well, I think it's going to be close. It's going to okay. be really close to that number, but I would venture to say I think this is going to be a fast-paced game, and so we're getting okay. into a little bit of what my play is going to be here, but I I, um, I think Xavier's going to score the ball. I don't think – I, oh, I don't – Watching Texas's pace dating back to beginning of the year was insane. But yeah. it's worth noting Texas is twenty-three and zero when keeping teams to seventy-two points or fewer. Twenty-three and zero. Wow, um, I didn't know that. That's that's a fantastic stat. But um, you know, they Texas plays great defense. Texas is a better defensive team than Xavier. Um, however, Xavier is phenomenal on offense. Um, they're great offensively. They're the number three three-point shooting team in the country. Um, they do limit offensive boards on, on defense. So while Xavier's not um, the greatest defensive team out there, um, Texas is not um, – they lack length, um, and that's going to give Xavier an advantage on the board. It, I, Texas is really going to struggle against Nunji. Um, and I think Nunji's going to have a big game. He's, you know, 6'10", 6'11", big dude. He can shoot. Um, he's big inside. I think Texas is going to struggle with him. Um, and, and Xavier really limits, um, you know, the offensive board. So, um, and they also don't put their opponent at the free throw line. So if Texas is going to be aggressive and get, and get to the hoop, um, you know, Xavier, they're not a, a team that's going to, you know, foul and, and create 30 free throws in a game. So, um, and then and I would just the add with Xavier, they, they actually, they're fourth in the nation um, in their uh, three-point percentage, as well as yeah. uh, sixth in the nation in the field goal percentage. Yeah, I mean, they can score the ball. Xavier can absolutely score the ball. The one, the one trend that there was is when um, Josh Fremantle got hurt in the, in, the, in the middle of the season, they were scoring 150, 160 points a game routinely. And then when he got injured, they hit five or six games in a row, under, 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 under. And the number point. adjusted, but now they're starting, they're starting to go back over. They were over in their last game, but before that, they had hit three or four unders again in a row. So, um, however, when they play against a team like Texas, who's going to push the pace, who's going to run up and down the floor, you know Xavier's going to score. You know Texas is going to score. Um, I absolutely think this game is going to go over. Um, however, um, I am going to 
again, leverage my single game, same game parlay. And I'm going to go Xavier at plus nine and a half. And I'm going to take the over 144 and a half. So again, this is going to be a two unit play for me. I really like this. I think Xavier on paper matches up really, really well against Texas. I have Texas as one of my final four teams. I think I think Texas is, is one of the better teams. I actually have them going to the final game against Alabama. Um, so, you know, I, I think a lot of Texas, but I don't think this is a good matchup for Texas. I really don't. Um, I think Xavier matches up really well with them. They can play on offense. They can get out. They can run. They can shoot. Um, so I think this is going over, and I think Xavier's going to keep it close. Love it. All right, fellas. Any any final thoughts on this on this last game? No, I'm with you guys. I think if if Xavier has any chance to win this game, they've got to run. They've got to score a bunch of points. If they slow it down. I, I I think I remember one of the games that you're even referencing earlier in the season. Xavier played Dayton. I don't remember where the game was, but it was like unbelievably slow. And I just think that they couldn't figure out who they were without that player. And now they're they're running and gunning. So I think they have to run. I don't think they can play a slow it up type game with them. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. All right, fellas, wrapping it up here. Let's talk about who we've got left in our final fours. Uh, I'll kick it off. I've, I've got three left. Uh, I lost Purdue, obviously, in the first round. I think a lot of, lot of people lost them. But um, I've still got Alabama. I've still got Texas. Uh, and I've still got uh, UConn. Um, is, is my third final four team that's left standing. So uh, what about you guys? I've got three of the four. So I've got Bama still alive, lost out on the Dukies, later Duke. You got Xavier, and I have the Zags. So three of the four still alive. And I'm even worse. I just have one left. I've got uh, Houston coming out of the West. I had Arizona, Purdue, and Kansas. And it's just not looking good over here for Puck. Good thing we're just we're doing betting, right? Betting over pools. Much better on Absolutely. the betting. One hundred percent. I'd much rather do that anyway. That's a wrap, fellas. Thank you to all of our listeners for your continued support of the Build Your Bankroll podcast. I will make it known that I will continue to have the highest winning percentage. So just continue to listen to my picks and you'll be fine. For real. If you found any value in what information we are providing, please give us a follow on Twitter at BYBR underscore sports, at prolific underscore BYBR, at puck underscore BYBR, and at understudy underscore BYBR. We will be back next week to discuss the final four and provide you all the answers yet again. From prolific puck and myself, the understudy, we are checking out. Happy Sweet Sixteen.